0: I think, yeah, this came I like, about, it, I suppose, because when we're chatting in school, it's yeah. like, it can feel like a podcast, you yeah, know? Yeah. I think it's definitely influenced by, it initially it was influenced by social media, so you're putting up a, a lot of stuff recently. Yeah. And we'll go into it in detail about bread work and stuff like that. Yeah. But when you're in the same space as someone, like, let's say I knew that you're into that stuff, so we then discuss that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you kind of get you with different people, you kind of you fall into the same conversations. Yeah. So tell me about Gary and Brett work. Give me a small
1: bit of on. Like I suppose I could. probably probably will get into it. Like, a, it's kind of like it'll be say like the end of the football. It'll be the start of COVID and being locked down and just yeah. just kind of discovering this stuff and getting yeah. into it. And um, like I've had some magical experiences with yeah. the Brett work like this deep breathing, like, holotropic breathwork, and, like, you do know, you... Uh,
0: holotropic? What is it? Yeah, so it's, like, you're, you're,
1: you're like, deep breathing, like, breathing into your... <sighs> like, into your belly. Into your belly, into your chest, let it go, and, like, you kind of, your body goes into this, like, trance state, and your body's fully oxygenated, like, parts of your brain lights up with oxygen that it doesn't normally, and, you um, know, like, your body is tingling, and there's, like, energy flowing through your body, and... John, like some people would have like mystical experiences or like psychedelic experiences just from just from the breath, and uh, you do like these kind of breath holds then, and you like really like like when you're holding your breath and your mind is telling you, okay, you need to breathe, you need to breathe because we're breathing all day, every day, and then you can just overrule your brain and you hold your breath. You'll be holding your breath for a minute, two minutes, and you just sink into this like really, really relaxed state.
0: How the hell did that come about? Like, is I suppose maybe to get a bit of a, a background. You were playing football, right? So you played football, obviously, throughout your whole life. Yeah, yeah. And then you said what? When COVID came about, you stopped? Um,
1: yeah, I think it was like... I'll um, well, t- probably tell the story yeah. about going to this like energy healer in fat. And that's kind of how it all started, yeah. really. Like Mary Keegan, this woman, and uh, she... Uh, she, like, whatever, did this bit of energy healing on me. And Why did you go to that? I, I broke ribs. Right. And the physio couldn't do anything, the doctor couldn't do anything. So um, she was like a bioenergy healer and she was like a medium as well. So she, like, put her hands on me and I was like, whatever, I could feel this heat. And she was like, oh, like, Joe, you, know, you could do this, like, healing work if you wanted to. And um, told
0: you me. could do it if you wanted to because, well, she felt like energy or something. Yeah. She felt like it, you, you were prone to it, kind of like someone getting hypnotized or something.
1: Kind of, yeah, yeah. That right. I had this whatever, like, kind of an energy. And um, she was telling me stuff about my grandfather, like, and I was, like, super sceptical. I was like, oh, like, oh, this is... She's looked this up. She yeah, she yeah, she couldn't know me or whatever, yeah. And um, she just kind of said, like, you know, get into the yoga and that and keep doing that kind of stuff. And, yeah, kind of lockdown came. And Pat Divley, this guy in Galway, you know Pat Dibley, he was doing, like, a free 14-day meditation and journaling course. Mm-hmm. on like facebook or something and i just saw the advert for it it wasn't i wasn't even following him and i was like sure, look at him not doing nothing else and something to get me up out of bed in the morning so it's the middle of covid it's middle of, start of covid say like maybe eight o'clock every morning and did that with him and then he did another kind of like uh, meditation course journaling course and did that with him and then he started a men's circle and i did the men's circle with him and kind of got into the breath work in the men's circle then and doing all kind of, like, shadow work and, like, like you were saying there, like, you know, for us to have an open, honest conversation, like, if we were to do this, say, before any of that, like, mm. I would have been wearing the mask of, yeah. oh, you know, like, you oh, know, fucking from my really good side and, like, we're, <laughs> you know, it's going to be yeah. tough now the next day and I'd be yeah. just, or I'd be talking about being a teacher or being yeah. a footballer and I wouldn't be talking about myself yeah. like, whereas, like, yeah, I feel a lot more kind of comfortable talking about, like, myself, my story, my mm. emotions, my ups and downs, mm. and yeah, the, like, the men's group was, was influential in that, like...
0: So, you, like, did you do... <laughs> were you meditating, or were you journaling before COVID-19? I don't you know, really know. Just don't. your standard I routine? Doing any of it. I
1: would have done a bit of yoga, just for flexibility. Yeah, like,
0: like, just, through, like, let's say, through club or a or something? Yeah, like, maybe, like,
1: like, very sporadically, like, you know, mm-hmm. not consistently at all, like, um... And then, like, obviously, when we were locked down, we ended up doing a bit more But then, like, so.
0: And who recommended, sorry,
1: who recommended the, the biohealer? Um, or how did you get, like... Eugene Stretch, one of the lads, his sister died, and um, he went to her. He had a pain in his back, and he went to her, and he started telling her all this stuff about his sister. And, like, some of the stuff was, like, just spot on. And he told Andy Glenn, and Andy Glenn told me. And I was like, jeez, like, Eugene Stretch is going do you know Eugene Stretch no well, he's like a big hairy fucker from Climb Like not prone to stuff like no, this no not in any way spiritual or anything and I was like oh, fuck it like, if he's going he like, I was, I, it was, I, like part of me was like jeez that's so interesting I wonder what she'd say to me yeah. and then the other part of me was like that's pure bullshit I'm yep. going to go to her and prove that that's bullshit <laughs> like. so I uh, ended up going to her then and yeah because
0: like if you talk to anyone you would think that I mean, probably even doctors and physios, they'd say, like, that there couldn't be anything spiritual and physical, yeah. you know, connected. There couldn't be no connection. And maybe, like, it's just so hard to understand and kind of get your head around. Yeah. Because, like, you've experienced it, some people experience it, and they say, well, how could that be? Yeah. Maybe it's a lot to do with the mind, you know, it's your holding on. Like, mm. if you ever hear of, I don't know, do you ever listen to the two narrows? Like, really, two no. and the two boys in the and one fellow was talking about his uh, experience with ayahuasca. Mm. And, like, that's kind of touching on them lines
1: a bit. <laughs> I thought that's where it was going to go as well, no. like, because we did ayahuasca in, in... Did you actually? In Colombia. No. It's, yeah. it's like Pedro in Peru Pedro and Peru and mushrooms and stuff. So, like, yeah. Like, I don't know if it's going to go down, down that road or how you feel about going down that road. I don't
0: like a as long as you don't give a Yeah,
1: yeah. I know, I know. like, I, I kind of been, like... The last week, I was kind of thinking about, like, oh, like, it'd be a good thing to talk about, just to open up the conversation yeah. to people, and then I was just thinking about it as well. I was like, oh, like...
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that's your choice, like, yeah, this, yeah. is all, this can all be edited, like, so, yeah, yeah. I don't know, I was, I, do you know what, I actually had a small, I was thinking to myself, like, I wonder has he taking any drugs before, like, you yeah. know, I don't want to ask him that, because then he'd say, you Know, yeah, like because then I might have to say that you know, whatever we might put that, bit out, but you know, you're <laughs> yeah. I know, yeah, yeah, you know, you'd love to just chat about it, I yeah, suppose. sure, tell me, anyways, and like, you just yeah, because like, I, 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 I want to know, like, you know, I hardly going to ask you in the staff room, yeah,
1: I think it probably will come up. And like, I think the fact that I was getting the feeling that it would be a good thing to talk about, and like, John you know, helped me to kind of process the experience as well. And I think, John, you know, the only thing that I'm like. Oh, maybe I shouldn't, is like you know, that fear. Like, oh, what will people say? And, like, because, yeah. like, the, obviously, the perception of drugs in yeah. Western Ireland is all drugs are bad, like,
0: yeah. No, see, I the thing is, ayahuasca seems like on the face of it an extreme drug, but at the same time, I don't see it like that. Yeah, I would say, say other drugs are worse than or, that, yeah. you know what I mean? Because the whole the point about ayahuasca is that. It's bringing up nearly trauma physically. Mm-hmm. I, look, I only heard through them. Yeah, like You're yeah. the demand experience. Yeah. Do you, do you go like a camp, isn't it? Or like, a, let's say, a day or two event, I would it? say?
1: Yeah, you can do it. Like, I was looking them up because, like, somebody in that men's group mentioned it and I started looking it up then and sort like, read about it and watched loads of stuff, but I was like, this is fucking savage. I'm yeah. definitely doing this. Yeah. And, like, John, you know, there's these touristy ones. It could pay, like, thousands for, like, you know, a week long. Yeah. Week, and, like, more... Just didn't kinda of fancy them and we ended up doing ceremonies with like um we went staying on this farm. Where is this?
0: Did you say Columbia
1: Peru? Columbia, yeah. We went staying on this farm and um met an Irish guy. And I'd been saying to Grania, like, oh, like we should, we'll do ayahuasca at some stage, like and first night we were there anyway, this was like, Oh, I'm going to an ayahuasca ceremony in two weeks, like if if you want to come or whatever. And I started talking to him about it and ended up going to it. Um but yeah, yeah. Go craft. Oh, savage! Yeah, savage. Yeah. And
0: like, I would say it's you have to get mentally physically prepared for it. Like, mm. it must be enlightening.
1: Yeah, it is enlightening, and it's it can be scary. Like, and as I yeah. said, like you need to be kind of kind of know what you're getting yourself into. And I think. Yeah, it's the, not like oh, I'll just do it tonight. And the meditation definitely helps to be able to kind of like have an anchor because like you know, all these different things could be going on, and like then you just okay, just take a breath. And, like, you just kind of relax and, you know, kind of know you're safe because, like, loads of stuff started coming up to me about, like, um, you know, say, like, uh, just different things that I would have done in my life and, like, say, like... Good, bad, or different yeah just like, processing them. Yeah, say, like, the way I would have, like, treated women in the past and, like, stuff to do with my family and that. It just shows you, like, okay, you've done this, you've done this wrong, you've done this wrong, you've done this wrong. And then it was, like, you know, you've done this right, you've done this right, you've done this right. It's nearly, like, kind of... Near death experience where, like, you you go to the gates and it's like a review of your life, like, okay, you need to stop doing this, you need to start doing this. And, know, like, it was was quite visual for me as well, like seeing like wolves and stags and like all these colors and like vortexes and stuff. And it's,
0: and I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but they say like everything you see is some subconsciously somehow connected to you. Like, so I don't know why you'd say a wolf or why you see this, like, you kind of have to figure that out yourself, Yeah. yeah. And it's open to a lot of interpretation, yeah. It's not like. I see a wolf, you see a wolf, that means we're that strong means or the something. Same thing. Like, you know what yeah. I mean, that you have to interpret, be, and, and is it, it's not like, I'm going be. on the weekend, i take mushrooms, get a bit of crack,
1: That's or is not, that part no, 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 it's not recreational at all, like, it's, it's very much a kind of spiritual healing kind of, like, process of trauma, like, because, yeah. like, all of us, like, whether it's, like, Good. your parents giving out to you when you're yeah. younger, or, like, teachers giving out to you, or, like, friends slagging you, like, all these kind of things have a little effect on us and they're trapped in the body uh, if we don't process them. And I suppose we're very kind of boxed off. Like since yeah. we've been at school, we've been like, you know, sit down, be quiet, do this, do yeah. that, like be a good employee and, you know, do like following orders from the government yeah. and from, you know, people in power. And I think very much like connect you to nature and connect you mm. to like the natural world. And yeah, just kind of make you think in a different way about things.
0: I've heard one of my being described as get a problem, whatever problem is he's currently facing, and like, look at it in depth, and look at it unbiasedly. Mm-hmm. And like, you know who you, you are yourself, like, let's say you have an argument with someone, and you can only see it from your point of view, mm-hmm. and you come out of it, and you're like, no, no, I was definitely right there, and they, whereas this, it just opens up and says, right, you're right, you're right here, but he yeah, you yeah. reacted this way, so it's very interesting now. Blind Boy did one, and Maybe it was the two narratives. Maybe it was that actual particular one I was talking about the ayahuasca, mm. how they're testing MD for uh, yeah. traumatic experiences. Yeah, yeah. Um, now that's a whole process. You know, it's not like just take it and you know. It's like do. therapy. Yeah, therapy. Yeah. Therapeutically. Like. Yeah, yeah.
1: They're for doing that. It? They're doing that with psilocybin, like the, the active ingredient yeah. in the mushroom. They're doing it in Tala at the moment, testing it like to to, to bring it in as like a yes. Yeah, uh, psychedelic assisted therapy it's, yeah. it's, and there's I, loads of research done on like oh, depression and yeah. like, all these things like, yeah
0: so. I think the main the way this talked about it is the main obstacle was its expense and like for me or you to sit down with mm. MD as a therapeutic event it's going to take a facilitator and a couple of weeks and I think that was the biggest issue that it's not just like to a doctor get prescription that's it yeah like you know let's say antidepressants and stuff like that yeah. it's a whole process now the whole pro- point of the whole process is that it's curing trauma mm. at the root of it mm. and not just masking yes so that's why it's so complicated yeah. you know what i mean and and it's and it's it's not just as we said covering over a mask and putting a plants over a problem mm. if you get to the root problem okay it might be more expensive Short term, but long term. Yeah. You know what I mean? You've processed it. And then you've also probably dealt to process other things. Like yeah. you see it now with with let's say the refugees and how I know this is off topic here, but like mm-hmm. you have protests about refugees and it's not about that people don't want refugees in the country. Mm-hmm. It's about the root of the problem. It's about that these people in them areas don't feel represented in the government. So they're saying, Well, you can't do this for me, bring in refugees, and then they're just, ma- they're, they're, they're projecting their anger, yeah. on someone else, and if the government, got to the root of the problem, they wouldn't have, you know, so if you kick the can, can down the road, mm-hmm. the problem is gonna persist, and you're just gonna be, slowly, slowly, with money, masking it, and not, never get to the roof.
1: And that's it, like follow the money, like there's a lot of money to be made, and, like people being on medication, 100%. for the rest of their lives, like you do, like a proper, you know, therapy before, like, Like uh, do a trip like with them and then a couple of sessions afterwards just to help them integrate like a lot of people who have done that don't need anything after that Mm -hmm. it's a one and done job maybe like once a year once every two years just to kind of like process the trauma that's happening year to year of course yeah and like that's the way it happens in nature like those mushrooms are going to grow on our farm every September, October time and you take them once a year you fucking have a have a trip and yeah. some dark stuff comes up, and yeah. you release it, and some amazing stuff comes up and you enjoy it. And like, I'm sure, isn't
0: that what it's all about? 100%. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, people become dependent on, on the medication, mm. and then when they don't have it, they're a small bit, you know, and um, they have a lot of anxiety and, stu- and stuff. And then, as I said, they become dependent. You get through to the, root of the problem, they now become independent, and they're thinking, I can process this trauma and I can overcome it myself and that could be big or small yeah. it could be having to pay a bill one weekend or having to deal with a major trauma in your life that's going to affect yeah. you for a long time yeah, yeah. you know and then once you become independent everything else yeah. will be From circum- it's it's a snowball effect you're like right well if I can take control of a simple emotion mm. I can take control of this part of my life this part of my life and just become a better person overall. One
1: hundred percent. yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's exciting. Like to think of
0: it like that. Yeah, and it is because you become empowered. Then, like, yeah, because you think I can, I can deal with this. Yeah. Talked about a previous podcast, got like, oh, I don't know if you listen to it. it's um, With um, what's his name, Keen Brennan. Sorry, Keen Brennan's that. very good. It, though, yeah, yeah he's. Um, he was on about he did a masturbation. He he cut it out for ninety days. Him and two other lads. Right. And like the effects that he felt were amazing and. Like, we talked about how it could be a snowball effect for a young kid. Like, you know, was talked yeah. about how in schools it's rampant in young, in young kids. And it's just so normalized, like,
1: yeah, yeah. as a young
0: person, like. Yeah. And yeah. how, like, something like that, some sort of... Some sort of discipline, mm-hmm. you know. And it, it actually comes up in a, in a lot of podcasts randomly. Like, some sort of discipline. Yeah can empower someone so easily whether it's something like that or where it's whether it's I suppose football and stu- sport and stuff like that. Yeah. That gives a young person such a basis to yeah. build yeah. on stuff. Um, I think definitely nowadays having some sort of, of discipline in terms of like phone use and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I have for myself sometimes like mm-hmm. that. If you can control that yeah. because then when you're at the whims of your phone you're thinking oh. If a small little phone can control me, like fucking hell, like I'm supposed to be a
1: get so frustrated, an like, independent like, person. Oh yeah, yeah. Just like as you said there, like just like, when you stop doing that and like, mm-hmm. you have this energy in yourself, you're, you're more self empowered and you can you can get shit done. Yeah. Like, I have talked to Phil about it at the weekend, like, and he was saying, like, you know, like even like the films, the advertising like, for us growing up, like yeah. everything was so over sexualized and women were just like for me anyway you know like objectified and sexualised and like um, yeah so like only recently I'd say that I've like that's come into my awareness that oh Jesus that's what that was
0: yeah do you know yeah without knowing because as we said it's in your subconscious Mm. it's not you're not deciding this it's been told the the narratives have been put there to you like so why would you think anything else yeah how are we gonna have a podcast like We're half this stuff? It's <laughs> <laughs> not PG <you> know? at yeah. <laughs> right. all. And then I don't want to go talking about fucking football. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Anyways. sorry, I had a point there, and maybe it kind of goes back to the earlier point about how, let's say, like, like I would have never had a many conversations with you, chatting away. You know? Yeah. I remember in school, just always like, Gary Patterson was the man. <laughs> great at football, lovely guy, all the ladies after him. Um, but it's funny that we have these conversations because I said, when you're young, I feel, um, let's say the people that are around, you become like them, mm. especially in school. It's so hard in school to be like your own person yeah. and have your own interests. Um, so you become people like the people you are around and everyone kind of starts to merge and, and look the same. I always say it when I do yeah. evolution in science. Like everyone, you walk down the street and everyone has a North Face jacket and the Air Force Ones, and everyone's trying the hardest to be like each other mm-hmm. yet the whole reason we've developed is because we're small, small, small differences. Um, but when you're young, it's, it's, you're in the cohort of people. But when you're older, hopefully, I hope most people do this, you start to surround yourself then with people and you become your own person, you realise what you actually do like and what you don't like and you surround yourself with people that are like minded so I thought that was interesting when I started seeing maybe it was just random maybe it was just because you were posting stuff, more stuff on Instagram Mm. and it's weird that it started like through social media you know what I mean that takes so it takes someone to be like I'm into this stuff on social media to have that conversation in person yeah yeah because like I don't know let's say I didn't know I don't know you were into Brett work and I wasn't there was no social media and we met up and we're still talking about Leitrim yeah. and Galway and was yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's hard. Although uh, I talk about how bad social media can be at times, it's great that it can break down that barrier. So handy. Mm. Like, what does it? We talked about this before um, about how like men's emotions. Why does it have to be around a table at four o'clock in the morning mm. for people to get deep? Yeah. And then the next morning to wake up and be like, Jesus Christ. Can't believe I told my mate I loved him. When you do, like, yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. and you appreciate them, but you can only tell them that
1: yeah.
0: when you're steeped,
1: Yeah. Like I would have learned about that kind of like the kind of tribe mentality. Like there's a part of our brains that still hasn't evolved. And when we were in hunter gatherers, we lived in like 150 people in this tribe in the mm-hmm. forest, and like um, part of our brains are still there. So like in those times, if you were a bit different or you didn't fit in, you were cast out of the tribe and probably want to die on your own and mm-hmm. uh, there's a better chance of you surviving if you were in the tribe so that's like I, I definitely saw that in myself growing up like with different groups of friends and different groups of just people in general mm-hmm. like like I'd go into a group and I would just try and fit in and try and people please and naturally we all want people to like us of course. so you just kind of morph and wear these masks and like you know uh, yeah you just want people to accept you and, and to love you and to be be one of the lads or be part of the gang or whatever it might be. And um, like the social media side of things, like I have such a, a love hate relationship with it. Like as you said, like the phone usage, like I'd love to be just throwing the phone away. Oh, all the it'd time, be great, but, but you can't. Can't. And like, you know, as you said there about sharing a few bits on Instagram, like that there would have been so many times where I'm like, oh, like I just like don't want to put stuff up, like, and don't want people to know what I'm doing, hmm. even like, and. But then, like, uh, just a couple of things that I would have put up and I would have got, like, say, a message from someone, or maybe, like, talking to them a couple of months later and they'll say something that'll just make me think, okay, it was worthwhile putting that up. like Something simple. Something like something simple. And some, some big things as well. Yeah, that's true. So, like, some young lad reaching out to me saying, like, oh, like, I've been on medication, I've, I'm, I've been suicidal recently, and uh, I see that you're doing this stuff. Like, would you, would you be interested in, like, mentoring or coaching me? What? Blown away. Blown away, like. And, and that that came off the back of putting up a post about starting a men's circle. Yeah. And uh, Joe, loads of people replied, and like, oh, well done, Gary, fair play to you. Yeah. It's great you're doing this. But no men actually signed up to the men's circle. Right. So there was no men's circle. But this young lad reached out after seeing the post. Yeah. So, Joe, I was really disappointed that nobody signed up. But, like, you know, if it only just helped him, then.
0: This is it, man. It,
1: it was worth it, yeah.
0: I was considering myself. But you make excuses then because you're fearful of like,
1: oh, jeez, I
0: have seven in the morning I have to talk to men about emotions and stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. Which you want to do, but you don't want to put yourself out there. But like, if you yeah. never went to that bio healer, like, mm, what would you be doing now? Yeah, yeah. You know, so I suppose breaking down that barrier, the initial barrier of fear,
1: whether it be something like yeah. that, awful important. Awful important. And as you were saying, there about different things like, um, about like discipline or like, I find it with discomfort, you know, like getting into a cold shower or like the ice baths kind of thing or like all these different things like they kind of, you know, build up your kind of resilience or Mm -hmm. your tolerance to be able to deal with discomfort because there's always going to be like ups and downs in life and it's not always going to be, you know, sunshine and roses. Yeah,
0: Yeah, but like even something like as simple as going, and it's hard, like going somewhere new, like starting a new sport. Yeah. You have to, even as an older person, yeah. whatever about being a teenager, because people are looking and like, yeah. th- you, to go into a room and just to talk and say, oh, I'm here for whatever, yeah. and, and like, who am I talking to, and what's the crack, how are you, like, th- that might, for some people seem so easy, others, that might be the most daunting thing in the world, mm. but through them little things of like, going and putting yourself out there, and putting yourself in a situation you don't want to be in, mm. these start seeming like, very easy things to do you know like I'm trying to think of any time I do something new I kind of feel proud of myself and like you know I'm happy that I can go and do that mm. like just take jiu-jitsu for example or I went the last week I'm like yeah I don't know I, I probably won't know anyone here but you know everyone else had to do that as well yeah. you know and for someone that might be absolutely massive and it might be what's holding them back because they're thinking Jesus like what am I going to do for the first five minutes of class yeah. when I don't know anyone yeah you know, and they're, they're so afraid of that small little bit of fear that it's stopping them doing so many things. So many things.
1: Yeah. And that's, that's something that I worked with I'd say for two or three years in that men's group was like the fear of what other people think, you, the fear of judgement and like I'd, I'd imagine that a lot of people experience that in one form or another yeah. and like as like you said there like so many things you'd, you'd stop yourself from doing, like oh, geez, what will people think of me if I mm. do that or what will the neighbour say type of thing. And, then just like going back to what you were saying about, you know, the kind of talking about emotions or that, it's so normal for like Irish men not to speak about their emotions because it's so like no, it's,
0: it's just it's the thing.
1: Yeah, it's, it's the done thing. Like big boys don't cry. We yeah. grow up saying like just get up and get on with it, and you're kind of rewarded for being like or oh, tough, the hard man. Yeah, that's and like you know, say being in a couple of those men circles then and and listening to, you know. I'd say I was the youngest man in a, in a lot of them yeah and, were you in uh, many of them I, I was in like maybe two or three um, but say like you know I remember like going on to a call one night and seeing all the faces on the screen and thinking like you know, I had given everybody a story I was like oh he's like he's this type of a character yeah. he's that type of character and I all thought they were like you know older than me more successful than me hardy like you know Mm. Amazing men, and you know, and they all were. Mm. And, but as they started sharing, then like y- you hear them being like really vulnerable and talking about the struggles that they're going through. And so you know, as it, as it went around the circle and each man shared that, I was just like, oh my god, we're all going through this stuff. And like, that's it. For for me, looking at them, I'd say, oh, their lives are perfect. Like, there's nothing wrong with them. But then once you hear their story and like, you know, everybody is struggling with stuff, whether they let on or not. Yeah
0: and i think that's unbelievably important for people to understand is because i've seen a quote the last time it can be applied to to emotions as well the top athletes have a bad day you know what i mean Mm -hmm. they don't want to do a workout they want to skip a workout but when we look at them we think they're they're going to be perfect Mm -hmm. same way with emotions like we think everyone else is perfect Mm -hmm. and and we are the only person going through this and we think just slightly different, like, yeah. you know, that we, we can understand that someone else has gone through this emotion as well. And when you hear someone else, it, it just takes away the fear of you being the only one. Mm. And that's the point when you talk about, like, opening up and talking, like, when people say they have, you know, let's say, mental health issues. Mm. Well, I went through that as well. And I think, what? You know, like, I remember, <coughs> what, where was that? Was it a workshop in school or something? it yeah. was about eating disorders yeah and oh, where did that come out again anyways it, it was about eating disorders and it was about how like eating disorders weren't a thing. like no one knew that this was an eating disorder yeah. and only when someone else opened up and this is i experienced that as well they thought they literally thought it was before there was any research you know only 40 or 50 years ago mm. I am the only person in the whole world with this eating disorder because I'm the only person that ever heard about it therefore it has to be, I have to be the only person mm. same way if someone's going through some sort of struggle mentally whatever they think that they're the only person ever to experience that mm. and, ever, and, and this is where I'm back to Instagram why it's so shit mm. because no one puts up no. a picture of the floor saying feel like absolute shit today did no work yeah. It's wait till it's something good and then that just influences and amplifies people and say, fuck's sake, that person just did a workout and that person just Yeah just ran here and did this and I did fucking nothing and then it makes it even worse. So, you watch yourself. Yeah. so that's the, that's where I hate social media. It amplifies all the positives and just totally masks over the negatives. One hundred percent we're on about challenging it and and, and and putting up resilience and stuff, like, I'm all for one the 1% increase mm. every day, and, and why not, like, you know, the, the types, these types of people, like, goggles and all that, they're, mm-hmm. they're really, really pushing, like, proper mental resilience, and physical resilience, and, you know, really push yourself, but that can also be taken in the wrong way, where we're like, right, like, I can't, even if we just talk about it physically, I can't be injured, because, Well, Goggins ran 100 miles, and he said that. You shouldn't feel anything. And we can take that and put it into emotions where like, right, everyone's supposed to be improving 1% per day, and they're supposed to be doing one positive thing and something that they haven't. Like, we can't have shit days. And it's literally about balance life. And you can progress and challenge yourself and feel like you have meaning and you're trying to get somewhere, but at the same time, like, something like a men's circus there. You Mm. see someone, you think, right, this is a CEO, this is, I don't know, an unbelievable cheer. Yeah. Yet he's telling me that
1: I feel really insecure today. Yeah, yeah. And like, uh, Niall Graham is a man who teaches about kind of masculine-feminine, and that's something that I've been learning about recently, that, say, we all have a masculine and feminine energy inside to us. Like, the masculine would be stuff that, okay, I need to get this, this, this done. And uh, the feminine side might be more creative, like, musically or artistically, or just kind of go with the flow, generally and like we all have kind of parts of that but I suppose the society that we live in is very much go, 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 do, do, do make money, achieve, mm-hmm. up the ladder that type of thing and um, as you said there about goggles like very much like living in the masculine, like push yourself, get things done boom, 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 structure Yeah. Um, whereas I suppose what I've learned recently is that like, you know uh, getting in touch with your feminine side and that's not going like too fluffy with that thing. Yeah. it can be as simple as like you know Going for a walk and like just just taking it easy, like that we don't have to be go 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 100 miles an hour all the time, and that like just doing something.
0: And, and would would journaling be um, feminine? I, I suppose it because you're more talking more. like you're writing down. I feel this way today. Yeah. And you know, and I suppose you're saying like I feel shit today.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah. I had a terrible day, and yeah. you're
0: talking about your vulnerabilities.
1: Yeah, I'd never thought about it as as a masculine or feminine thing, but I suppose it would be. And uh, I suppose for me, with the journal, and like sometimes I'll sometimes I'll I'll do like just a gratitude list or a priority yeah, list. could be something different. Or sometimes I might just take out the, the, the page and just be like okay, I don't know what to write this morning, blah blah blah, blah and just pour down, just stream of consciousness, pour all the thoughts down, and you know, like just my understanding of it is like if there's thoughts kind of going around in your head, if you write them down on paper. 100% they're out it's, it's, it's and, and
0: you can like sometimes they might need to just be out on the page and they're gone because mm-hmm. it's just something you had to write down but then sometimes they're on the page and you can process them Yeah. so I'm actually feeling this way and why am I feeling this way mm. would you would you journal most mornings or how would you do it
1: again like a bit sporadic I would have yeah. gone through phases obviously doing those courses with Pat Dively and uh, part of the men's circle with him then would have been like journaling a lot um, but I suppose like it's hard to stay consistent with everything Like, that's what
0: I wanted to hear <laughs> what I'm like sometimes I'm like
1: oh I don't I, I, I love making
0: lists of what I need to do yeah. and sometimes I get when my um, head in the scramble i just write it down and sometimes it just helps uh, it's funny now we talk about Love Island because I, <laughs> I I was it's funny what routine i will do to you yeah. I was mad on Love Island and then I was away in France for a couple of days you can get to watch it and I was like okay I came back last night and said, I'm going to catch up on this. I turned it on, watched five minutes, and I'm like, this is so shit. Like, I, would, I would have been on the, of the opinion, like, this is the most ridiculous thing in the world. Yeah. Then, this year, I'm like, I don't care if it's ridiculous, because it's enjoyable and it's entertainment. Yeah. And, no, I convinced myself. And then I went and watched it last night, and I'm like, oh, my, I'm like, I'm going to watch this for the next hour. Like, that's what my brain is going to, like, my brain is going to be telling me, like, that this is normal, even though you have to cons- keep consistently remind yourself, this is not what happens in real life. Like. Yeah. So I I spent about five minutes watching it, and like just I have no I have no interest. I suppose we, when you said about the phone, I'd love to get rid of the phone. Yeah, we talk about traveling in a while, but like, it's very hard to have the phone be on it constantly when you're traveling. Mm. But my fear is that. It's always a bit of a pull, like you're, you, you, want to be, you want to really get that 1% and be productive and then my fear, is like, oh, I go travelling and I have no phone and then it means I don't get structure. it means I don't eat right in my body, I don't get in the shape, I want to get in and then I can't go after a while and I'm like, like I always look at this like when I was like 16, 17, like I should be in this shape at 26, like yeah. at 26. I should be like a bodybuilder. Like if I'm into going to the gym for the last five years, I should be a bodybuilder. And then it kinda of holds me back a small bit where I'm like when I don't have structure. I'm like, oh, I'm not living up to my previous expectations of what I should be. Yeah. But travelling really takes all that away. It, it makes I think it makes you understand what's important, and what's not. Yeah,
1: yeah. You know I was talking to young lads about this and like do you know if your motivation for going to the gym is to you know to be healthy and you know improve your football and that like great but if if you're going to the gym because I saw a guy and he looked like this and I want to look like that and if I look like that then girls will like me and I'll be happy when I look like that yeah always win yeah always a, when I look like that it's a terrible reason to go to the gym no
0: I know and it's one of my main motivations I need to yes. change because yeah. when I look like that like I probably I'd say well, I was 17, 18, 19. I probably at some yeah. stage
1: looked yeah. like what yeah. I wanted to look like. 100%. But it's never th- enough. There's always well, more.
0: Like, That's the problem with I suppose, the aesthetics of gym mm-hmm. Because it's like, right, I'm in good shape. I'm really happy. And I look at myself in the mirror. You look on Instagram and you're like, I'm a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. It's, any and that,
1: recommendations? And that, that wouldn't have happened you know, 20 years ago or that because That's why you'd don't, only see... The, the men on your team, and like yeah. Joe, if you're as big as them, great. That's like, all you need to be. Sure, when you're on Instagram, you're always going to see someone bigger. Look,
0: like, I, I seen a fella there at the last day, like John, John Fitz, he has the lab um, in Limerick, lab HQ it's called. Yeah. He's in unbelievable shape. Like, oh my god, that He took a picture with another fella beside him the last day, he looked like a little midget. I'm like, so what, I get to John, like let's say, you know, yeah, yeah. someone gets to his, yeah. you just look at someone else, you're just like, right, I've just done this for fucking nothing.
1: Yeah, and I suppose like, that kind of brings up the whole thing about, the, to go towards football with me then would have been like, you know, growing up, obviously big into sport, I only realised recently that it was like, say, like dad would have worked a lot when I was younger, wouldn't have been around too much, but he'd always gone to my football games, so I would have associated... Okay, well, Dad, yeah, self worth. Dad loves me when I'm good at football, so uh, you know, obviously, would have been into all sports, and I absolutely enjoyed, yeah, every, yeah. every every minute of it. But, um, <laughs> that's the reason you wanted to excel at it. That's the reason 100%. I wanted to excel at it, and um, yeah, I've lost that again now. Michelle. Yeah, you lost the motivation to be good at it, like uh, no, I just it's a trail of thought there, I kind of like something, but um, like.
0: I, I'd be the same man you know your dad associate, and it's not their fault like, yeah, it's yeah. not like that they're trying to be anyways negative like I'd be the same way with my nephew like you're playing football fair play to you yeah. so now he gets that praise from playing football he wants to play because I want him to play football because at the end of the day you want them to be in an environment where they're healthy and they're meeting people that are you know going to be positive influences Yeah, yeah. but at the same time then you're associated they're awesome. they, yeah. they, they self worth with oh yeah, you're doing good in school yeah. you're having fair play to you and it's the more education the better because I remember mm. I don't know who I was listening to I think it could have actually been a book that a principal gave to us in a previous school mm. and it's like ask, ask a student what are you bad at like what subjects don't you like that you're struggling with because then you say well that's grand like just be, don't worry about it like you can you can be good at some things you can be bad at others mm. and something as simple as that changes the idea from you have to be good in order to be a good person and mm. be, have value yeah. to Grant, do you excel at what you want to excel? Yes. It's, it must be the hardest thing in the world of parenting. Life. Yeah. You're never right and you're never wrong. No. but you're wrong
1: well. <laughs> When you were saying there about, like, you know, kind of achieving and going towards, like, I'll be happy when, like, like I would have had that around the, the football and mm-hmm. say, like, oh, I'll be happy, you know, when like I'm playing for us common. When I get the job, I'll be happy. And when I get the car, I'll be happy. Mm-hmm. And the house and the girlfriend, and, you know. And then I like, suppose just before COVID, I would have got to that space where you know, player, you have all I, was, stuff. I was in mm-hmm. with Roscommon, like I had a lovely car, the weapon of a CC. And the next thing, Joe, you know, somebody gets a nicer car, you know. And like I had everything that I thought I wanted, and I just had this feeling that it was like that's not it. Like. That's not it. And like. If, when you get to the top of that mountain, there's always, like like the, per- the person getting the nicer care. there's always going to be something else. And like, you know, say, we want a kind of title, which for mm-hmm. us common is amazing. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, amazing celebrations. And you know, a week or two later, it's like, so what? what's next? What's next? It has to be... And you're on this treadmill. And I suppose the meditation really helped me to, to kind of, yeah, just take stock of things and, and slow down a bit and just realise and the lockdown too like you know when you're when you're locked down for that long like you realise wow like I was poured all this time and energy into it and um, yeah like when you put your time and energy to different things different things happen mm-hmm. um, I think oh, it's mad to say
0: like uh, do you know what I think it's actually a very entitled way to say it but lockdown was fantastic for a lot of people I yeah. know like unbelievably hard financially like for and physically for a lot of people like people yeah. lost up but like I don't like saying it. It was very beneficial for some people too, internally, yeah. Yeah. because you had to sit with yourself. Yeah. And like I remember the first week, grand. I, um, playing Fortnite with the boys, and it was serious. But then after that, you're like, shit. Like, wh- what? What yeah. am I interested in? Yeah. You know, and it went through stages for me where I'm like, I got back into the gym consistently, um, which I was happy about. It needed, you know, I needed that time to do it because if. it before that I was like, I could be off doing stuff and there was always an excuse not to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also near the second lockdown, I had so much time and maybe it was because of Instagram as well, you're like, shit, I sh- I am where I should be in my life, and mm-hmm. I know some people that have they have so much more money in their different places, and <clears throat> you looked into yourself in a negative way because you really had to stop and assess and compare to other people. Mm-hmm. But I think overall people really found like my love for podcasts and this is when they boomed was during lockdown like. yeah, yeah. I remember listening to the Blind Boy for the first time and like walk around to Lusk, I was living in Lusk in Dublin and it was just like this explosion in my head and, like, this is unbelievable Like I know everyone had the same thing but I was like this is the best form of uh, media I have consumed ever yeah. because I'm walking around I uh, get me walking it, it was genuinely like meditation yeah, yeah. Like you're totally zoned out yeah you're, you're, he's, his voice is in your head and you're learning something as well yeah and you're like man like, my brain was just like throbbing I'm like this is serious
1: yeah so that's what,
0: that's one positive thing I was, oh, I'm sure there's loads of positive and loads of negative like the,
1: amount, the amount of things that you can learn from podcasts like is, is crazy
0: yeah and you're and you're listening to this is the best part I think in order and off track again <laughs> I'd love to listen back to this and be like, they're on about this topic and now they're on, but that's the way it goes, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> we've, probably, we've probably been right at the depth of someone and then just gone I mean, off yeah. but anyways. It felt like a last one a few times. Yeah. we we'll <laughs> get there, we we'll yeah. um, Sorry, you're listening to educated people. Mm. Now you can go on Facebook and you can say, like, and you can see an article by the mirror and mm. it's just what. Yeah. Like and I'm not saying every podcast is hundred percent true and not waffle. Yeah. But like sometimes like I was listening to um um Topin said last thing was um Sharon Lambert and she's like a, she's a doctor what is she? I don't I don't even know. But, <laughs> like she wasn't she wasn't waffling. This was a life experience and education. Yeah. and like I was learning something from her and you could hear you can tell the two boys are learning something from her as well. Yeah. Um so that's why I actually love it. And um, to go off topic again, mm. you were on about like it's a fear of doing something. Mm. Like when I think about the idea of starting a podcast, um, came as a joke really. But then uh, it was just sitting with me, kind of like for sitting with you. Like there's something maybe you need to do about. It. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think the only reason I I started, I was like I have to do this, or else I will regret it. Like yeah. Because I can make a million excuses as why not to. Yeah. Between, you know, equipment or... There's always going to be the same as anything. So yeah. if, you don't, if you're don't, if you fearful of something, you will make an Oscar. Mm. Anyways, that's beside the point. But, them decisions, like something like that. Right, what will people think of me? Yeah. Like, someone's going to think it's shite. Yeah. And someone's going to say that that is talking shite. Man, I was like that for, I'd say, three, four months. Like, yeah. I had it ready to go. I'm like, I can't do it because... Yeah. Why Black. Fear of judgement. Fear of judgement. And like, well, what would I be doing here? What would I be doing tonight now if we didn't start this? Yeah. Would I be just sitting at home in bed? And, and one moment mm. can lead to a million others. Yeah, um, right. There was a great workshop we did in school. And it was about... It was trying to get young people to understand, like, what, well, what is judgement like? Mm. What, it started off, and it's, it's an unbelievable workshop. It's called... Don't know what it's called. Anyways. And it starts off where everyone's in the room and have a couple of facilitators, two people doing it and then two people watching, taking notes because it's, the whole idea is to try and get, um, and understand, and get kids to understand their emotions and, and they actually kind of note down students that maybe have trauma from their experience with the, the whole thing. Mm. Anyways, it starts off and they say, right, we're not going to start this. Right? They get everyone silent initially. Um, because they want the students to kind of understand that it's them that's kind of, not running this but it's not just a talk where you listen and mm. you have to wait for them and you know, it starts off and they say right they pull a chair out and it could be a whole, of, usually a TY you have to stand up here and sing a song, a cappella and you have to sing at least 30 seconds to a minute of it and we're not starting until someone does that and we're not doing it and we're, we're genuinely not going any further and everyone's like looking at each other like "Jesus, no way am I doing that and like it, it, we've done it I think it was twice three times mm. and you rarely see someone especially at TY to just get up and do it mm. right and everyone stops and they're sitting and they're looking like no way would I do that I even had of myself yeah. like I was like oh my god imagine he like, I was the teacher I'm like imagine he asked me to go and do it like, what would I do and, you know, eventually after a while, everyone's like, come on, someone do it. Like so. and, and one person does it. And everyone starts clapping. It's like, fair play to you. Yeah. And they stop. And then they, they were like, why wouldn't you do that? Like, if you were a six-year-old yeah. in primary school, and you came in and said, do that, they'd be jumping. Yeah. And, then some, and then they put on the board, why, judgment. And, and that is why it's so hard for young people in school. Like, it's, it's so hard. And I see it sometimes. Um, where they tr- we're talking about trying to be yourself mm. like someday one day that person came into a class and it wasn't cool to sing yeah. or wasn't cool to mm. I don't know right. be into some some particular thing and it's by the end of the class everyone's like they go through Ooh. an awful lot of stuff more stuff than that but mm. everyone's so more open and it yeah. just it gives them a, a totally different understanding of what is judgment and what is embarrassment mm. because it's all in their head like. all in their head because cool. if one day something's really cool yeah, and in an alternate university, that, uh, universe that could be like the weirdest thing in, and now you're Sean
1: Yeah, mad mad and it goes on those like developmental cycles of like 0 to 7 like the kids are in the dream state and they don't care they yeah. sing. when they're happy they cry when they're sad and they don't suppress any emotion there's full 360 degree let everything go and then Unfortunately, for us as teachers, like yeah. they start school and we start telling them to sit down, be quiet. You can do this. You can't do that. And yeah, this is good. This is bad. This is good. This is bad. Try to make friends. Somebody makes fun of you for for singing. You don't sing again. Yeah. Uh, somebody gives out to you for being loud. You're quiet and shy. And um, yeah, yeah, it's it's mad like that. That that can happen.
0: How do you change that? Like, so we're not experts, like I suppose we deal with young people, but like yeah. at the same time, like Pete, this what I if we go on a teacher round here we could yeah. be here all night but people say like, oh well school's the problem and, mm. and they shouldn't have homework and they don't teach us that in school I'm like mm. grant that's sound mm. right let's do school you want to do and mm. see well we don't produce people as productive in particular areas and yeah. it's, it's for me it's such a push pull mm. environment where yeah. it's like right I want you to learn I want you to learn by engaging and, and being group projects but same time I mightn't get through all because people are talking and, and whatever yeah. um, and we mightn't get better as good results but same time I don't want to tell sit, sit you there mm. and tell you this is an exam.
1: Oh yeah. Somebody said to me the last day uh, that like the word educate comes from like a Latin word educaris or something like that and the meaning of that word is to draw out and I feel like for me as a teacher we're just Putting stuff in. Remember this. Yeah. This definition. Mm-hmm. This formula. And um, yeah, like f- I suppose for me going back teaching, having been travelling for a couple of years, I feel like I'm going to try and do more because I, like looking at a class of students, like I can see like everybody has this different talent, a Probably little same. bit of a spark, or a little bit of gold in them, and like to draw out, to educate. Mm-hmm. If you could get each one of those kids like lit up by their their dream work yeah. what they were put here to do. I think that's what education is.
0: Yeah, but then I 100% agree with you. Like, every different person is going to mm. get interested in particular topics for a different reason. I could teach things three different ways and get three different results. Yeah. But we still have to do... If we, if we someone comes in, if, if an inspector comes in mm. and says, well, I'm going to inspect you. Yeah. Right. Um. We have to put our learning, what's it called? Intentions. (laughs) Hopefully we'll get fixed soon. (laughs) Learning intentions. We have to go through the class. We have to take notes. We have to give homework. And it's just unbelievably structured. And we, like imagine now I decided tomorrow. I want to do exactly what you want to do. Do we get the coursework finished?
1: Absolutely not.
0: And and do we get like the highest results? Again, it has to start with... Yeah. Like, I talk to, I talk to I tell the students, I talk to students about um, the no homework, you mm-hmm. know, there was this, Michael D was on about no homework, for all, and the students were about no homework. Yeah. Like, that's grand, but that in itself makes a huge amount of problems, because kids, I don't, un, I don't think, value, edu- like, we, I don't, didn't value education as, as a young person, I'm not saying, oh, they should, and that's it. Yeah. It's easy to say, now it's 26th row. Yeah if we didn't have homework we don't value education enough to say right I need to go I need to learn this in school yeah Um, maybe if we change the way we look at it and 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 make it more as you said draw it out like I find in at junior search I'm a bit more like right We need to get the whole story here for you to understand it like I was teaching geography today I'm like right I always go off track like well off track but that's to get them back on track yeah because they understand we're talking about Primary, secondary, I'm like, talk about how civilization occurred, and, you know. Yeah. And if you make a story it, easier to understand, yeah. then when I get to leaving search, I'm like, right, this is the definition for Phys Chem, mm. and you don't say any other word, mm. and you look at the exam papers, and you look at the marking scheme, and, and that's, and how, that's you how, you how you get your, your points. And that's how you get your points, that's how you <laughs> do well. And now yeah. you're a good FIScan student.
1: Yeah. Ask me that again in a year's time, I haven't a clue. It's yeah, yeah. all frustrating. I suppose, yeah, like, I don't know what the answer is either, like, but uh, I think, you know, going back to, like, letting them do what they love and focusing on the, their talents, like, homework doesn't be an issue then because they go home and they want to mm-hmm. learn more about what they're interested in, um, like, I don't know if I'm going to teach forever, um, like, we have a farm in Grand Lahan, and my kind of dream for that would be to, like, create, like, the yoga retreat centre, energy healing kind of place and like, That's you know, right. have people come in there and and like to have some kind of an education centre there, yeah. whether, it's like a, whether it's like a preschool before kids go to school yeah. or a, like after school club where you can do the likes of these things because as you said it's not really viable to just no. change everything overnight and we're just going to do this completely different there is going to be like a kind of transition but like yeah, I, th- I see that as being part of my work going forward as like have some kind of an after school club or like preschool or even like you know, summer camps or Easter camps where, mm. where kids get to like come to the farm, spend some time in nature, maybe like grow some of their own food, teach them how to cook, teach them how to like you know, do things that they'll actually use in life Yeah. Uh, more so than some of the things that I'm teaching at the moment. I know. Do you know, I know. That sounds unbelievable. And do the like the breath work, do the yoga with them, do a bit of meditation with them, teach them, you know.
0: Just, I see I see uh, you know, Bonko and yeah, he, yeah. like the videos of him doing um, yoga and breathing with his kids, I'm like, that's unbelievable. Amazing. That's what I'd love to do with my kids because yeah for them to sit still and breathe in, I try to do it with my nephew sometimes, yeah. I'm like, okay, we do you, breathing in and it's like okay, right, what do we do next? I'm like, Jesus, like it must be if you can rein in a kid to understand how to breathe. Yeah, that's massively that's
1: powerful. It's it's the most important thing that I've learned in the last while. Like, there's as I said, like that men's group that I'm in now, Furniture, Like Nigel Graham is running it, and he's incredible. But the, the most impactful practice that I've learned is like a ten minute breathing practice where you, you breathe down into your belly, and you just put all your awareness down into your belly. So simple. Yeah. It sounds like yeah. that's too simple yeah. to work. Okay, we want this fancy silver bullet, and I'll pay loads of money for it. Yeah. and then that'll sitting down for ten minutes a day, breathing down into your belly, and what it sitting does down, is, you say,
0: is, it or lying down, oh, or whatever. sitting down,
1: whatever. Like, yeah, sitting down, like, and basically, what it does is because we're just in our head so much, we're thinking all the time, we're go go go, do do do. All our awareness is up here, and all our energy is up here. So when you start breathing down into your belly. Some of your attention, it takes a while, like you need to be doing it like maybe like every day for a couple of weeks. But as you do it, some of your attention goes down into your belly and then some of your energy goes down into your belly. And, you know, say like you said there about starting the podcast, you just had this gut feeling that it was something you had to do. Mm. And sometimes we get the gut feeling and we ignore it. Mm. But then, as you said, it keeps coming back and keeps coming back. And for me, those kind of reoccurring like gut feelings, like that's what you should be doing and, like, let go of the judgment of other people, and, like, yeah, it's just been amazing, and every time you follow that good feeling, it gets a little bit stronger, and you get a little boost, and things start falling into line, and then you mention something, and Stephen Nolan has a great conversation with you in school about it, and, mm-hmm. like, you start making these connections with different people, and life just seems to go an awful lot easier from this 10-minute breathing-into-your-belly thing. It's mad. mad. Do you, So do you think... Have you ever
0: read the the secret? Yeah. Would you Would you kind of um, think think that that has something to do with it? Yeah. As well, like I, 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 I would.
1: I, I actually <laughs> got into reading. Like it was, it's funny. I've had this conversation with my mother. Like when I was in school, all she wanted me to do was read. Say, you need to be reading more books, and I'd be like out the back kicking ball the whole mm-hmm. time. Oh, I want you to read more. I want you to read more. Like no interest in reading, and then say uh, yeah, probably around lockdown time as well. Maybe a bit before I started reading, like the likes of. John The Secret, um, John those type of books, The Alchemist, all these kind of books, and um, then I was trying to get her to read them, <laughs> yeah, and I yeah, yeah. these self-help books back to her, like, will you read this, and now she's the one that won't read, Yeah, that's good. Uh, it's funny,
0: actually, I think it's similar <laughs> enough, I read something like that in lockdown, something about habits and stuff like that, yeah. uh, I read The Secret when I was in school, actually, and mm. um, but what I do when I finish a book is so just give it to someone else because mm. I'm so excited for them to read it. As yeah. you say, like you have to read this man because, man. Like, whether good, or bad, or indifferent, like it might be, you know, might be as we said a self help book. Like I read the uh, oh, it's such a funny book, um, how not to be a professional footballer right. by um, like, what's your man's name? Oh, this is very bad. I can't remember this now. <laughs> He's on Sky. I'm gonna like in, I'm gonna like insert a, a sound here where it's like. It's going to be cut out. Be nice Take it. Anyways, played for Arsenal. Hold on. Oh, I had it there. Patrick Vieira. The <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm thinking of it. You know, your brain's getting blocked. Anyways, it's
1: so funny, but once I finish it, like,
0: here man, you have to read. This It's so funny. Yeah.
1: Brilliant, yeah. It's I don't know about the secret. Like, I, I read it and um, I think there definitely is something to manifest in. There is something to positive thought, but I think as Irish people, we're a little bit allergic to that kind of like super positive like American like yeah. have a great day all that kind of like you know I think to be a bit more Irish with it like yeah, and, like, there's a book This Is It Conor Creighton right. he's an Irish meditation teacher and like the book is about meditation but he kind of covers like so many topics and it's like it's really easy to read it's really Irish and it's really like humorous and um, I would have got a lot more from that say than, than The Secret even
0: What's the name of the term? Uh, this Is It Um. This is this it, that's what I This is it. This yeah. is it. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Um, yeah, I, th- I think, you know, was, when I read it initially, I'm like, I can just think of a car and I'm going to have it tomorrow. Yeah. And um, again, I, it sounds like all well, I listen to is blind boy, but someone asked him the question, like, what do you think of the secret? And he says, yeah, kind of what you said there, you have to, you have to take it with a pinch as salt. Mm. Yes, you will get things when you think of them because you will notice them more. Yeah. You think of a particular car in the road, you're going to see that car. Yeah. Like, things aren't just going to magically appear. But when you say, like, I don't know, you want to think of, you want to think of making a football team. Yeah. And you're thinking of it so much. Well, you're also going to do things that are associated with making a football team. So it's, yeah. it kind of, it gets you in the routine of getting to that thing. Yeah. You're not just going to think of something randomly and just never do anything about it. And um, so you have to take you can everything. So I definitely, like that, at the time when I was young, I'd change yeah. my life. i
1: like, oh, I'm yeah. gonna do everything you can manifest anything you want. Like, yeah. and I think, like, don't, I think there is, there is definitely something to it. Like, if you if you're putting your intention out there and your energy out there, you do attract the same vibration back to you. But as you said, like, you can't just close your eyes and say, right, Lamborghini in the yeah. morning, and it's gonna happen. There has to be an action. And mm-hmm. as you mentioned there, with like the football one, if your if your intention is to make a certain team and you dedicate every waking minute to it. Like, there's no doubt that, that you'll get there whether it's this year or five years time mm-hmm. if, if you're it, it takes action though yeah. like, you can't just like you know, close your eyes and dream Manifest, need, you yeah. need to take action as well yeah
0: yeah sorry this m- might seem ridiculous I can't imagine you as a teacher you're Same. so zen Yeah. and so can yeah like what happens <laughs> like do you shout to uh, say the room or how do you get like I don't. Control the room. I, I find it very hard to shout because I don't, it's not that I don't care enough. Yeah. I don't, I can't keep it up. Yeah. What do you do?
1: Oh well like if I, if I was roaring and shouting it would be an act like, you know. That's I, all I, it I, is. I am quite easygoing, quite relaxed and I think no more than the manifestation thing like when I come into a classroom and give off this relaxed, just have a little chat with people, they just tend to calm down naturally. Yeah. I remember like the woodwork teacher in my old school like he came down into the lab one day looking for something and he's been on about it ever since. Like, any time I walk into staff, and he's like, oh, "How are they all down there in like the Zen room, or like the, it was just so peaceful." Um, I suppose, like, because you're always I, gonna
0: have someone just like piping
1: up. Well, like I was, I was like a bit of a book in school myself. Really? Like, so, well, I, I like to think so. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think I we know. all like to think we're yeah. worse than we were? Do like, like, you I know, say like I know the crack of like anyone who's causing trouble. Like, and I suppose for me recently, anyway, I've been noticing that like. You know, anyone who's causing bother, like I think that every kid sitting in front of me is inherently a really good kid. Of course. And, and if anyone's causing bother, it's not because they're a bad kids, there's something going on, to some reason, something going on at home, somebody's maybe bullying them mm-hmm. or there's some reason for it and um, I really believe that. Definitely, like in the land school
0: I was in, it was an educator together and they really wanted to get to the bottom of that. Mm. like at times yeah you have to put someone in their place but they said 99% of the time mm-hmm. if you and not just be friendly with them like oh you can do whatever you like in your ground yeah. if you get to the reason why and you build a connection with someone yeah, it's going to be so much easier for them to open up and them to respond to you. Yeah. now I find it very hard when I'm subbing because I'm coming in and like mm. it's very hard to build a connection yeah. but I think that's the best way um yeah it's because shouting and roaring i hate i would hate to think that that person
1: thinks that that's what's going to help them and i think for me as a teacher like i just see it as and it scared me when i realized that like it's you have such a responsibility like if you if you do raise your voice and give out to a student especially nowadays that can change their life Mm. and if you're really really sound and nice and uh, caring towards a student that can change their life 100%. and like it might only be 1% but over the space of 10 years that kid is in a completely different place after you because of, like I remember being in here yeah. and we won't say who it was but uh, an English teacher that I had, some people have figured out even <laughs> that, <laughs> but I remember reading out an answer one, one day in class as a 5th year, John you imagine by 5th year you'd be big enough and bold enough yeah. to, to, to let it roll off you but. I remember he made a laugh at me, and um, the whole class laughed. And for years yeah. since then, I, well, straight away afterwards, I was like, right, never doing my homework for him again. Yeah. I'm shit at English. Results followed. Yeah. And then I thought, okay, I actually am shit at English. I'm not doing my homework, and it was this vicious loop of like, of that, and it played out into college then, where like, I didn't know how to reference. I was like standing up in front of people doing like group presentations and I was petrified yeah. of talking in front of people, my voice had started shaking because I in my head I was thinking, I'm bad at English, I'm gonna mess up, I'm not gonna know the right word. Mm-hmm. People are gonna laugh at me again. And that all came from like and it was Joe, you know, it probably was a bit of crack for him at the time and he just made a little funny joke and, and, and class laugh. But it had a huge impact on me for years and it was only like in the last year or two that that I even realised that. And You know, I suppose being able to speak in front of a group now uh, is such an amazing thing to be able to do. Yeah, I know exactly where you're
0: coming from. That it's and you know when you think about teaching like that, it's scary because you're like, Mm. shit, what have I done? What have I said? Yeah, that I I was in a bad mood that day. Mm. Like, what I hear is that people brush off teaching as just the easiest job in the world because you get holidays. Mm. Um, and as you said, they don't realise the impact you have on a student. And when you do realise that, it's scary because mm. you want to be the as positive as possible mm. but you know some days that you're going to be stereotypical for some reason, mm. you're going to be in a bad mood for some reason, you're going to react the way you shouldn't react because of something, mm. and you don't like thinking about that. On the contrary, you could think about how positive you could be. Yeah, that's how I'd like to think. And, and then when I'm not like that, I annoy myself. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm coming in and I'm not being the Mr. Nolan that I could be, yeah. that I have been before. Yeah, and it annoys you when you're not, because like when it's kind of like a doctor when they see a patient get well, like when you get to the end of the year and you see a student, and they might just say a comment. Like the best moment of my whole career was l- when I was leaving school last year. A student came up to me and, like, really good student. Like, like I, I always thought, like, she was nearly bored in my class because she was so good and I was trying to help her as well as kind of trying, you know, it was a, yeah. an awful Jeffrey dif- 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 Rain, we call it a range of, of uh, abilities in the class. Yeah. And she came up to me and she's like, I just got you these chocolates, said thank you. Like, Jesus just have done that. And then she starts crying. She's like, You were just a really great teacher and I really enjoyed your classes. And I'm like, oh, holy shit. Whatever, anytime I ever not that I ever complain about work, really. It's yeah. is one of the best jobs in the world. Yeah. Even though I still can't see myself doing it for like yourself. But anyways, um, like I'm like, every bit of that was worth it. Like this is crazy. Like I've actually had an effect on someone's life positively. Yeah. I don't
1: know if it cancels out when you think about it, the negative, but you always want to be positive, you know? Well, I think even the fact that you're aware of that puts you ahead of a, a lot of teachers, you know, that, that you, you realise the responsibility that you have, and, you know, like, I'm not saying that I've never gone in in a bad mood and, and, and raised my voice, and I have, like, and, you know, I think, I think just the fact that you're aware that that's there is a huge thing.
0: Yeah, I think, and I, I'll never forget it, in, in college when uh, you probably had the same... Or whatever, I forget her name. Mm. Not going to the name. <laughs> um, and yeah. I remember she said, "Why did you become a teacher?" You know, in college, and everyone said, "I yeah, became a teacher yeah. because of this." And I had a good teacher, I had a bad teacher, and someone yeah. just said, "Like the holidays." And she went mental. Yeah. This is my whole profession. I've given my whole life to this edu- you know, this job. And you're coming in, you're d- you're demeaning um, my job and work. That she went mentally. Yeah. And I was like, "Do you know what?" She was totally right because if you are going to the profession for that reason and yeah. not because of education, and I'm not saying when I was a leaving, sir, I, mean, I want to make the world a better place. Yeah, yeah. But if you don't have that, if you're not that type of person, mm. you're on the back foot already mm. because you're not, same in any job. Yeah. Like we talk about with, with subjects, if you don't like it, you're not going to excel. If you like something,
1: mm. it's just going to be. And going back insane. to the bodybuilding, like if you're going to the gym to, to look like somebody else, Know, if you're going into teaching for the holidays terrible reason to be mm. a teacher because you're going to suffer for every day that you're in school whereas you know if you enjoy the interaction with the kids and and you're going into school and you enjoy it it can be the best job in the world
0: and definitely the best job in the world you're like proper excited to see some of the kids like
1: and see how they get on well you were saying there then earlier about like say the amount of paperwork that's coming now and kind of like the lot of a lot of the stuff that's kind of like say moving away from that interaction with the student um and yeah i don't know
0: it's yeah it's changing like it's all it has to be documented mm. like especially in leaving sir, you have to have a b and c done when you get to that when i find myself looking at the coursework i'm like oh i'm a week behind like mm. then i then then right i go into a class and i'm like Someone asked like a really good question where I could go on a rant and like get people excited about something. Yeah. And I have to be like, no, I can't like we have to get this question done because I didn't do this experiment the yeah, last day and because yeah. I, I hate when I'm chasing myself. Hate it. Come up to the fire school and you can teach whatever you want. Um, <laughs> man, I'm telling you. So that's something you else, think. like that's oh, that's obviously a question I was gonna ask like, You I are going to do a yoga, so we're going to travel about the travel. we we're an hour and 20 minutes in we haven't talked about the travel. Jesus, don't, You don't have to be anywhere, do you? No, no, not at all. I do. Um, I yeah, was waiting to no, start I thought we were in this <laughs>